0: This podcast explores topics that may be unsettling or disturbing to listeners. Episode names are straightforward. If you're aware of your triggers, please proceed with caution. This podcast is generally not safe for work, but some episodes will be labeled otherwise. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy! been following the podcast you know caroline has ptsd i myself have anxiety and depression one of the best ways we deal with these challenges and the stresses of life in general is with cbd oil from elevated wellness used in cbd specialists the benefits of cbd are real and powerful you owe it to yourself to stop by elevated wellness at 5716 bel air boulevard suite d1 or give them a call at 832-742-5660 and tell them nerd sent you You want to be on the podcast? <laughs> Welcome to episode three of the Space Oddities collection. We're uh...
1: <laughs>
0: today's episode is about crop circles. <laughs> it's so exciting people cannot contain themselves our, our special guest is joseph Soto, a comedian from the uh, rio grande valley and uh be sure to stick around to the end for the big reveal of the next collection there are two more episodes in this collection and then there's a new five episode collection coming after that uh the big topic reveal is coming later on in the episode
2: Just, just just my suit here my my tie loosened up. All right, here we go. All right, how's my how's my breath? Oh, it's radio? It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, ready? ready? Camera, this camera. Okay. Well, yeah, my name is uh, Joseph uh, Soto. Uh, I'm one of the co-hosts of the Not Suitable for Listeners podcast. Uh, we you know try to get episodes every other month, and we're working on one coming up. So look out for that one. We'll shoot the information. Um, I guess I can go ahead and plug in my social media for the time being. Uh you can find me on Instagram at uh, Joe Megle TV or Joe Meggles TV. I always forget if there's an S or not. Uh Twitter, I hardly use it, but I'll go ahead and use it because, you know, I got to, right? I mean it's there. Access I of information. Know. Right. Uh that one is going to be at Joe yeah, it's, Meggles. Yeah, oh, that's hey, M E G G L E S. Uh you Fred, know
1: I was about to ask you to spell it out.
2: Everyone always like Meckles. Is that like a funny name? Something? <laughs> <laughs>
3: is that supposed to be funny?
2: <laughs> <laughs> How many Qs are in there? No, it's not Q's. It's uh, that'd be kind of weird. It's uh, Joe Meckles. No, that's not right.
1: Or Meckles, M-E-C-C.
2: <laughs> you know, that's a funny story um oh my god i remember when um uh, a, f- a few comics a while back were like hey so what's your twitter you know, i can follow you and i said it joe meggles they're like oh Meggles, this guy's gross like no no it's m-e-g-g-l-s oh bro i thought you said meko chingham
1: <laughs> so did, for the, the whiteys out there uh <laughs> is sperm right
2: it's like, yeah, it's the Latin life. version for uh, the uh, the creation of life.
1: Yes, thank you for <laughs> putting it that way. It's, it's beautiful.
2: We got a PG. There's kids out there and might be listening.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, my eyes are crying from laughter.
2: From laughter, tears of joy. <laughs> Julia Childs, how are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, you beatbox right so why don't you do a little of that
2: do a little of that spill yeah, that
1: i like it it's, fun it's spitting
2: heard. well i mean lately here's a cool thing um there's different kinds of beatboxing you know you have your modern dubstep uh, dubstep, dubstep uh that's a that's a hotel that's opening soon <laughs> um welcome to dubstep ba, 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 ba. Room for two, you got it. Second floor, elevator's on the right. Your room will be down the hall to the left. If you go too far, that you know, you hit the ice machine. It's a little too far. <laughs> um, there's different types. I like to stick to the '90s kind of beatbox. You know, like where the the beat sounded like real cool, real jammy. You know, like. <laughs> You know, something real 90s, not this, you know, upbeat kind of fast kind of stuff that's like, (laughs) that's like, you know,
1: it's like, it it gives me a like a sense of urgency, like I need to do things immediately.
2: Isn't that true, though? Like, when you listen to music, it it changes your, your, uh, how can we say your tempo, your heart, you know what I mean? Like, Like the rhythm. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, there's some music I'll listen to, and it's calm. It's soothing. you know, some little, you know, Beethoven or some Bach or something. <laughs> you know, and it's calm. But when I switch it up, like, in the exact same moment, like, let's say I have some music queued up, right? Or maybe you have some music queued up, and you go into something, like, random that you probably thought wasn't in your queue. Like, maybe dubstep or... Some crazy heavy metal that you weren't expecting because you were taken out of that moment. You're like, your heart fluctuates. You're like, oh no, what is, what's going on? What is this? It's true. It is true.
1: I don't like that unpredictability. Like, I save a lot of different kinds of music on my Spotify. And I was talking to a friend and she has a ton of playlists. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I need to do. Because if I'm in a mood, then I can like pick the playlist that. That suits that mood or whatever. Because then you're on this roller coaster when you're on shuffle and it's just going to random songs and you have like a real chill one. You have one about heartbreak and then you have one about like
2: <clears throat> joy or something. Joy,
1: super happy the next... <laughs> and then and then super angry, like mud yeah. vein and then that's Wait, kind of so like you... how social media is. Like if you scroll through the news feed that is true. Type of emotion as you're scrolling through. Fuck that. I hate, ugh. It's not healthy.
2: This is, that's probably why I don't scroll social media as much anymore. Cause not relevant at this point anymore. But I, back in 2014, I was pressured by a bunch of, uh, friends online, you know, cause, uh, I, I used to manage an online server with a bunch of gamers. Uh, we would do a lot of like, you know, battlefield gaming, you know, uh, battlefield three, battlefield four kind of stuff. I don't know if you played games. Are you familiar with that?
1: Uh, Yeah, I, uh, yes. I haven't played myself, but I know what you're talking about.
2: Well, I used to manage that, and they were like, dude, you need to get, you know, Twitter, you need to get an Instagram, you need to get a Facebook. And let me tell you, at this point in my life, I knew about technology and what where it was going, because, you know, I'm a gamer, I'm a nerd at the same time, I'm keeping up with all the, you know, how graphics are being updated, because I used to be a big PC gamer as well. And... I never took to the social, you know, uh, media wave like everybody did. Yeah. At, at, at 2014, I was, I had no, I was Facebook list. I was Twitter list. I was Instagram list. I had nothing, none of that. I was all email, email or simple text on a phone that had the capability of, you know, uh, app usage, but I was only just, you know, call and text. I was simple. I didn't have that worry about someone putting on putting somebody on blast and me reading about it. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, So I made one in 2014 and ever since then I kind of regret it because all I see is like, I'll get random hate mail and I never knew that was such a thing, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I don't.
2: It changed my perspective. Right
1: now my Facebook is deactivated and I don't have any social media apps on my phone right now. like my instagram is still up you guys can still check out my instagram i think i posted like a meme the other day but i'm the app is not on my phone like pretty much what i have is like candy crush and uh toon blast and you know just games that i could play on there so i really really want to do something on instagram i had to log in on my computer or or whatever but um i'm i'm done with facebook right now i well i hadn't been on facebook for maybe a year i deleted the whole thing but then i wanted to start this podcast so then i had Mm -hmm. to get facebook again so i could try to get in touch with people to be on the show
2: yeah and unfortunately that's that's where we've come. Like everyone is used to this sort of platform, you know, phones, accessibility. And from somebody who grew up in the 90s, I could honestly say, uh, Caroline, I do miss the good old days of meeting somebody face to face.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah.
2: Like I-, I really miss those interactions with human beings. And unfortunately, like if I want to talk to somebody, I have to text them either through Messenger or uh, maybe some sort of quick app that I had never discovered until, like, recently. And it's just weird, you know. And even then, there's, like, what, hundreds of different types of uh, texting apps or video calling apps and stuff like that. Yeah. It just gets hairy after, like, you start scratching the surface. It's like, wow, this is a lot of stuff.
1: You know what's also weird? Hmm. Crop circles.
2: Yeah, that is true. They get very, very interesting when you dig into it.
1: Tell me. Tell me. What do you know about crop circles?
2: Well, where to start? Back in the day... Um, growing up as a kid in the nineties, you'd hear about it, you know, in the news once in a while, but it was like always scraped over by like conflict in Indonesia or something like that.
1: They coined the term crop circle in the the, eighties. And so the eighties and nineties were real, um, I guess hip times when it came to crop circles.
2: (laughs) That's true. Crop circles, man, that, and they started taking off during like what late eighties, early nineties when movies started coming out with science fiction, sci-fi movies. Yeah. <clears throat> and there was a mention here and there of like crop circles or something like, um, what's the movie? 2002 signs. Remember that movie?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah.
2: That was a good use of the actual, uh, element of crop circles. That was a good use. Like for those scenes where Gibson's character is like walking through and you hear those aliens or, Demons, whatever fan theory you want to follow.
1: Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, like M. Night shabala
2: I put myself in my movies, and I think it's great.
1: <laughs> you know that he he did She's All That? Really? Yeah.
2: No, I got to look that
1: up. Please do. Go ahead. Go ahead, do a fact check right now.
2: <laughs> Let's see. IMDb. Hello, good friend. <laughs> Now, that's uh, the movie from 1999, right? She's All That?
1: Yeah, with Freddie Prince Jr., I think it was.
2: Okay, let's see. Well, I'm not seeing his name. I believe you may have pulled the wool over my eyes.
1: No, look up the movie. Don't look him up. Like,
2: on IMDb, look
1: up that movie. Okay. I'm telling
2: you, dude, it's for real. So he has, like, a little role in the movie
1: no like he directed it i think he like wrote and directed it
2: no it's uh here it says robert iscove
1: here let me pull it up because i i heard it on another podcast um my brother my brother and me uh, and so i had to do some fact checking myself let's see Uh, Right here. Writers, Arlie Fleming Jr., M. Night Shyamalan, who is uncredited.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing that, too. Yeah, he was uncredited. Wow, that is actually interesting. (laughs) What? What? Uh,
1: Yeah, it's weird, right?
2: Yeah, that's... (laughs) What in the world?
1: and it, yeah it's super weird because i looked this up maybe like a month and a
2: half ago or something
1: maybe 2 months ago and when i looked it up he was totally credited
2: mhm yeah it, it, even here robert isgrove was quoted saying yes he did help polish up the script near the end of uh, production like before they started shooting <laughs> wow that is yeah wow you you stumped me that is good that is yeah, one for you zero me
1: All right. So the crop circles. Well, signs. Oh, man, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember like the feeling I had watching it. It was like.
2: Oh, yeah. It's captivating.
1: It was. Yeah. It was like bone chilling.
2: Mm hmm. You know, unfortunately, crop circles is always synonymous with hoax. Right. I mean, they go hand to hand.
1: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um but I don't know how, like, I guess it doesn't make sense to me how it would be a hoax, like, right. like Photoshop or?
2: Well, I mean, from probably from a Google Earth now these days, but let's go back to the 90s and 80s. That would have been very tough to do. I mean, even for like an organization, a news organization. I mean, let's say you're, your, your ratings are in the dump and you want a story, but you want something that's good and leaves people like guessing. Mm-hmm. I think you would have to, right? You'd have to come up with some sort of crop circle story. It's like, hey, this looks like something interesting. Let's do it. <laughs> and,
1: but those are, like, predominantly in, like, the U.K., right? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they still happen in the U.K., mostly European, um, like, countries, like, those little countries you never even heard of.
1: Hmm. I so then, well, how do you feel about them?
2: Crop circles? I, Me, like personally you- – good sorry, sorry go ahead
1: do you think it's a hoax like do you believe that
2: I want to say yes and no but if I said yes what does the farmer have to benefit from such a thing you know what I mean if it was a farmer or if it was a collaboration I mean what do you gain publicity
1: mm, well
2: but the other well, half of me while <laughs>
1: coming by the farm to check it out and if it's real if it's real hmm If it's there, then they have more people coming out to check it out, uh, maybe buying Mm -hmm. their produce. I don't know.
2: That's true. That's a good point. The other half of me says, no, I don't think they're hoaxes because this is done in one night, right? This is not done over time.
1: Well, yeah, it was like they're either done overnight or sometimes they just pop up like very quickly during the day.
2: Mm -hmm. That's true. But that's that's some good like geometry though. I mean that is some I, yeah. I was amazed how they geom like geometrically look so fit. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, apparently
1: as like time went on the circles like started progressing mathematically. The circles and the shapes and all that, like the, the geometry of it um was more like intense and that's when people started saying, like, okay, it's this like extraterrestrial activity or is just, you know, just terrestrial. Um, but then I also heard, cause I remember hearing that the crops would bend, like they wouldn't be cut or they wouldn't break. They would just right. bend.
2: Yeah. Like they had a sort of curvature to them a little bit as if they weren't, uh, how do we say bent by men, like some sort of machinery, like advanced technology. It looks like
1: it was a landing pad.
2: Mm -hmm. And I did read about that, that uh, saucer nests or whatever they were called, uh, you know, where they would come and land and just chill there for a moment, so to speak.
1: And maybe they appeared so quickly because... Um, maybe those things are invisible so maybe like they were they were mm-hmm. still there making it and they're sitting there but all you see is like the bent um you know cereal or whatever
2: mm-hmm. i mean it's it kind of makes sense Let's think about it this way let's say uh you know i'm an alien i'm flying along you know planet earth where do i where am i going to land i can't land in a public you know place in a city maybe in the suburbs no so it's got to be a field i mean it's got to be something empty.
1: Sure, yeah. Even if it's invisible, I mean, it's not, it doesn't mean that it's like, um, <clears throat> oh, what, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like, like if it landed on my body, even though it's invisible, it might still squish mm-hmm. me. Do you. Know yeah, that's mean? true. I don't know what the word for that is, but...
2: <clears throat> the physics of it. We'll just go with the physics of it. <laughs> sure,
1: yeah. With the... With the the physics is but i mean and also a lot of these places where they happen it's not very
2: populated yeah that's true it's always some rural like place that doesn't really you know it's, if somebody was looking at an atlas or a map they wouldn't see it at first glance it's something you'd have to take a look a, you know double look at like oh well this city exists it's just out of town of uh you know so, so and so wow that's an interesting name
1: hmm. and then why are they only landing in Europe, like, or or not only, well, I'm sure that there was cases of that in the U.S. or in, oh, a, yeah. in other places. Sure. But why is it, like, predominantly in Europe? What business do you have there, aliens?
2: What secrets are you hiding? Hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't have a solid answer, but, I, I mean, if you're thinking from a standpoint of, uh, let's say, this is probably going to be, like, too far, too far. Uh, Pangea wise, technically Europe, some part of Europe, it was the center of, uh, Earth at one point. You know what I mean? It was the center of all life.
1: I just got chills, dude. Why? Well,
2: because,
1: like, because of the Pangea theory. I don't know. It just gave me
3: chills.
2: Oh, sh- You're telling me. I, I, you know, the irony, I started reading, uh, about Pangea recently and it makes sense. I mean, if there's, If there was such a thing as a tectonic shift, well, look at me. I'm a freaking geologist using (laughs) words. I mean, it would make sense. Europe um, was the center. I mean, if you took the map and put the puzzle pieces back together.
1: I don't know. I feel like the more I talk about aliens and stuff like that, uh, the more I believe that they're out there Mm -hmm. and that they leave evidence of, of that here on Earth.
2: Well, I mean, either way, from a universal standpoint, energy is always left in some way or another. You know what I mean? So you have to leave evidence inevitably, whether you know about it or not. They do leave evidence. I mean I honestly would say that if these sophisticated beings are coming uh either whether it be interdimensional or somewhere from the great cosmos from a, another galaxy there is evidence. I mean, there's a theory of what uh, universal gravity, right? Mm-hmm. We believe that planets are on a plane and the gravity is revolving, you know, planets are revolving around each other. And they're kind of like, you ever seen that little experiment where if you took a ball and you put it on a, you know, like a stretched out sheet uh, of paper or a blanket and you spin that ball around while it's leaving a little wave pattern, you know, in its wake, it's kind of like that.
1: I, yeah, I think I know
2: what you're talking about. There is evidence of it. I mean, it's I I, I don't. Why would you say otherwise? You know what I mean? It's like uh,
1: yeah. Honest. Well, I I think people would say otherwise because maybe because they're religious.
2: Mm, there you go. That's the religion and, card.
1: Well, yeah, because you know if if they believe in God and Jesus Christ or or you know whatever else. Um, mm-hmm then that would, and and then science proves that aliens are real, then that kind of disproves religion. A lot of things, yeah. So I think a lot of people shy away from that. I think that's why they shy mm-hmm. away from global warming too, if that makes sense.
2: That does make sense, yeah. Oh man, we're getting deep now. Oh, oh.
1: Yeah, th- these episodes always get deep.
2: <laughs> well, religion-wise... It's kind of a a want and need kind of thing. I want my God to be real. I need my God to be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if there is, then that's great. You know, more power to you. Your God is real. He does. He or she or Shim does exist. Mm-hmm. But science, I don't. I don't know how people would view it as evil. I mean, it's a way of finding out if things are better or worse. I mean, most of the technology we have today. Let's say, for example, uh, the ability to test whether or not this certain combination of chemicals is good for you or bad for you, you know? Yeah. Most of the housing chemicals are obviously bad for you. I mean, they're used for cleaning. Yeah. And, they're, and they're comprised of chemicals that can kill you five times over. Yes. I mean, that's a benefit. That's a plus. That's something we can say, yes, science did help out. We now know that arsenic or this combination of, you know, hydrochloric chloride or whatever, you know, science is called stuff these days is a good combination to clean this and you know clean that
1: if you you want to kill bacteria um blood borne pathogens then we have the stuff to do that so people don't get sick it's like those mm-hmm. people that are like i'm going to pray until my kids get better but in my head when when i used to be religious my yeah. thought was god put that doctor in place to take care of my kid right not god is going to directly tether healing to my child
2: this is that's a good good way to look at it yeah
1: and and now nowadays i feel like i've gotten more spiritual and i've strayed away from religion but i feel like there is a god but that god might be the universe it might be the earth you know Mm -hmm. And, and it's true if you don't take care of the earth then the earth will not take care of you like global warming is happening and i feel like it's the earth trying to cleanse itself it's like all these disasters are happening. I think the earth is like wiping people out because it's just not being taken care of.
2: And I agree. I mean, uh, I saw that little, little tidbit piece on uh, how many straws are in the ocean and how terrible.
1: God, It's so sad.
2: I know. And to believe the most of that is from what waste from the eighties, the nineties, that is waste. That has just been out there. Yeah. And then we're still doing it. Yeah. I mean, it was enough plastic to wrap around the moon once or twice, I think.
1: Oh, that gives me chills. I don't know. And part of me wants to, like, I wish that the aliens, I mean, not knowing what kind of, you know, beings they are, but mm-hmm. I wish that they would, like, step in and help, if that makes sense. Like, if they're smarter than we are, if they have, you know, Mm -hmm. more ability to do like interstellar traveling and whatever, just like come down and help us. But then also I'm like, Oh my God, are they scary? And are they going to harm us? That's,
2: that's something you've got to look at too. I mean, you can, there's two sides of that spectrum. Like I've always, uh, I've always thought, well, if they did intervene, is it for good? Is it for bad? You know what I mean? And it's I mean,
1: always like someone's opinion though, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? When, when you like the US chooses to intervene with other countries, it's because they feel like they need to be there. But then that country may be like, no, we don't need you. And it's always like effective mm-hmm. yeah. because not everyone 100% is going to agree with why someone does anything at all ever.
2: <laughs> that's, that's, that's totally true. I mean, it's always the question is, It's our, is it our business or is it their business or it's their business, but I want to make it my business. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that, that age old question. I want to help you, but should I just do it without your permission?
1: Oh, ethics. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it
2: is. Let's, let's hypothetically think about that though, for a second. You got me thinking. Yeah. If this alien race was to ever intervene, like, you know, let's just say tomorrow. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying, let's say for that one day they do arrive and they show themselves and they give planet Earth an ultimatum. Some of you do know that your your annihilation is coming and the rest of you do not. Those who know help those who haven't. You have so much time, so and so to fix it because we have calculated Earth is going to last this long before it says enough. Right. A lot of things are happening in that moment. You have to think of, you know, every little very variable in that process. One, it answers the question that we're not alone. Yep. Two, there is intelligent life out there and they have just uh interstellarly travel. Is that a word? Inter- they have traveled here. <laughs> what right. I'm to say. They okay. traveled here by the means of manipulating, well, whatever, sort of technology they have, you know, whether it's the use of quantum or atomic, whatever.
1: Yeah, you know, it's something that we probably can't even fathom, right? Like something yeah. that because obviously it hasn't been invented here yet. So mm-hmm. they got here somehow. And and if they do what you said, so it answers the question, but then the people who were naysayers and also playing mm-hmm. very tightly to their religion I, I'm not the type of person to be like, haha, I told you so. Like, because I've been in, in a position where I sought God, right. I sought Jesus. I, in, in times of despair, religion was very comforting to me. And,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't want to downplay people's feelings when it comes to that. Um, right. Like, i'm not at that point anymore but if those people find out that there's aliens there's gonna be extreme turmoil like
2: oh yeah you you can <clears throat> uh you there there would be totally a lot of mass hysteria pandemonium chaos in the streets because right. at that point half the world is already jumping to conclusion that there is no god or the other half you know uh and I, I don't want to say this in a wrong way, but very fanatical religious people would be like, these are just demons in disguise in a flying machine coming from you know maybe a a different realm within a within our universe you know like inters it's not inter interdimensional but it's like from you know the gates of hell or something i mean there's a lot of ways you can spin that,
1: oh for sure, and it's I mean I've heard I've literally heard someone say that gay people are demons. Wow. Yeah. So wow, imagine aliens for sure they'll spin it in like the satan himself and his mob of whatever, you know. But I feel mm-hmm. like the aliens in in this way of the crop circles or or you know any yeah. other evidence that pops up or or you know and I'm I'm doing the <clears throat> the finger quotes here you know evidence right um <laughs> it's like what if they're like hey legit this is us legit here it is and then we're all fucking stupid like it's a hoax or or it's just old
2: man richards being in you know uh, a diva trying to get some attention
1: yeah so then they do b- bust in like years from now and they're like we told you like we didn't know how else to get like give the message to you
2: (laughs) yeah that's a good way of looking at it kind of like trying to um but then again why would they use crop circles though i mean if they're trying to communicate with humanity and you know most of the language is already uh english and some parts you know latin or so on and so forth chinese why didn't you try using one of those you know use crop formations but in the signs of like, you know, native languages.
3: Hmm.
2: Right? You know what I mean? If you're trying to communicate a message, well, I'm I'm just probably digging too deep into that, but
1: No, well, I mean it does make sense because it seems like the obvious decision to make, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have but maybe we think they're smarter than us, right? Because they mm-hmm. have all this stuff that we have not yet discovered. But then they might think that we're smarter than them because we have all the stuff that they don't comprehend. Right. Like maybe our languages or whatever.
2: Well, see, that that then that ties in with a little bit of uh, the way Hollywood perceives uh, science fiction. They always write off as human beings as primitive. You know, like when aliens are communicating telepathically, oh, the use of vocal cords is very primitive. Your species is cute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. It gives me chills. It does. Oh, yeah,
2: it does. I, my arms are like a little goosebumpy. you know?
1: Oh they, yeah. My arms are constantly raised like throughout this whole <laughs> recording.
2: But, and you know what that is though? That's the curiosity of it.
1: Oh yeah. And it's so interesting. And I used to fight this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about this shit because I didn't, I didn't like the way it made me feel. Right. Like it made me anxious. And I, I was nervous.
3: Like, yeah. yeah
1: I can't even deal with like my own life right now. And then mm-hmm. like this bigger picture. And, but this is why I wanted to start nerd because I wanted to break that. I wanted to expand. And
3: that's good. I mean,
1: cause there's, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to question. And there's a lot of things that I mean, just right. talking about aliens is not going to make them manifest in my room right now. You know what I mean?
2: You're, you're talking about it. You're, you're talking to other human beings who live on the same plane as you, you know what I mean? And exactly. and that's what I believe. I mean, as a human being and as a, a person of like, I, I don't want to say I'm smart, but I'll just say moderate intellectual, like being, you know, means. I know stuff, but I don't know a lot of stuff. You know, there's stuff I want to know, but it involves like mathematics or something, you know? Yeah. I wish I went to college. I really do, I, you know? Uh, fortunately, I never finished <laughs> his, uh work.
1: yeah no i hear you it's it's just tough
2: but like i was saying is you live on this planet we share the same planet we breathe the same air why wouldn't it be an obligation to know your earth you know what i mean know your planet or want to know what's beyond it instead of just living in the now exactly and, and dying in the now I mean, live a little, know a little, you know?
1: Because, I mean, the earth is all we have. And I feel like, I mean, in the way that you get to know your own home and the way Mm -hmm. you take care of your own home. um, Well, I'm speaking for myself because I've seen some fucked up homes. But (laughs) like in the way that I keep my home is I I try to keep it clean. If it gets if it gets dirty, then I feel like I'm in chaos. Um, Mm -hmm. Totally true we didn't have hot water for a little bit because like the boiler was old and they had to replace it. And, and during that time, like dishes were piling up and stuff was fucking mm-hmm. up and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And, and the more I learn about earth and, and how in the bigger picture, this is the like the only home I have. Like yeah. I want to take care of it in the way that I take care of what I have in, in my apartment, you know?
2: Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah. I mean, Like it saddens me sometimes, like I'll be here at home and I'll be writing a little piece for a screenplay or something. And then I'll put a little humanity into a line or two. And then I'll start to ponder, like I've totally put my writing project on pause for like as long as it takes. Like when you think about it, there are what, almost 8 billion people at the time of recording this, which is 2019. There are nearly 8 billion people on this planet. If we wanted to, change could take minutes, just minutes. We could be like, okay, well, we'll, we'll shut down plastic factories for as long as it takes. You know, we can all get boats, clean up the ocean, you know, but we don't, we think of it as a hard, complicated problem. Oh my gosh. Like we'll look at two plus two and we'll be like, is that six? No, that's nine. Right. No, no, no. Two plus two. What is that? No, it can't be three because there's two twos. You know, we'll look at it at a complex way when we can just simply be like, no, there's a problem. We need to fix it. Let's not just put it under the rug. And that's so true. That's so true.
1: There's more than enough people to go out and be like, let's clean this up. Let's do this. And because we're, I mean, we're all on this earth together, but the way that politics have separated, you know. Mm -hmm poor middle-class the rich people the rich people want to continue to make money if i mean if we shut down oil and coal and all that shit right now like and went solar and wind we we could power the earth like forever without depleting the earth yeah. of, of those you know essential nutrients and you know resources and stuff that's i mean thing, i've yes. seen houses totally solar like to the point where they have excess energy
2: mm-hmm. just stored in, in in batteries yeah yeah and i i w- one day i i would love to live in a house or maybe just remodel the house i live in to you know have the power of solar energy
1: but it's hard I mean, to come by because yeah well you get your regular electricity from whatever company and you're paying whatever a month and yeah <laughs> so crop circles <laughs>
2: So yeah, let's get back to crop circles.
1: Oh my gosh, deep. I mean, but that's what it is, though. And I don't expect these conversations to just stay on the topic of crop circles because it always Mm -hmm. goes deeper, and it always flows into something else. Because it always flows into like basically the human condition, you know, Mm -hmm. and how we perceive things in the world. And I'm not gonna say it's fact, right? And I don't want to say I believe at, as if it is fact mm-hmm. but i speculate or i mean i don't know what the best word to use is but i feel that that crop circles may be landing
2: pads i i like to think it's all me all sorts of means a landing pad of some kind well not a pad like a spot where a, a, a craft of some kind just said hey, you know what we're going to chill here for a bit we're going to hover and when we put this puppy in hover mode it we bends. don't know what it's going
1: it bends yeah, it, the wheat or the cereal or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Like, and and maybe all their little their little engines or whatever. They're probably those circles mm-hmm. designed in that way, so they're able to
2: bend travel. the, the stock that way. Yeah, yeah. That's Dude. a good way of looking at it.
1: But that's just me, and and bringing a little spice in, into my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm never gonna have hard facts, and I wouldn't push. Like this belief on someone else, if they want to believe it's a hoax or if they want to Mm -hmm. believe it's aliens, like that's that's going to be whatever helps them get through the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a
2: good way. That's a good philosophy, too. I mean, it's it's simple. It's basic. But yet nobody gets hurt at the end of the day. And that should be the main focus of human humanity at this point. I mean, look, yes, I don't want to say this with a solitude, 100 percent fact but there are some human beings out there that want a little bit of suffering that want to watch people suffer a bit. And it's unfortunate, but at the end of the day, we are all, you know, loved ones and brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers on the same planet. We shouldn't, you know, focus on hurting each other. And unfortunately,
1: but I feel like those are, are learned behaviors and it might get controversial. I, I'm going to put it out there. You know, I'm not an expert, obviously, but I feel like over time, um, things got harder for some people, either financially, um, mm-hmm. um, socially, like as far as you're poor, we don't like you, you're disabled, we don't like you. Yeah. And I feel like through all of that, that caused a lot of like hatred and it spiraled and it's going generation to generation. And, and uh, I wish, I wish I could just snap my fingers and everyone would be like, hey, we're in this together and we owe it to each other to be kind to one another. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you you have to go through hard times to understand, like to really savor the times the that are good.
2: Yeah, the happiness that you receive at moments where you're like, man, I don't deserve this joy or I don't deserve this feeling of, you know, happiness and calm.
1: I don't know if you've heard of Father John Misty.
2: Father John Misty, no.
1: He is um, a singer-songwriter, and he's fucking amazing. He has a song called Things That Would Have Been Helpful to Know Before the Revolution. Hmm. That's the name of the song. It's a long-ass title. But in the song, he talks about how... And the Earth is cooling off, like global warming is stopping. People are are nice to each other, and he's like, um, you know, it kind of like I'm not going to a protest right now because everything's getting better, right? But mm-hmm. but in the tone of the song is like now everything is just kind of bland like i and i don't know i don't know if that's what he's trying to say but i mean through the song you get the idea of like like if everything were to totally turn around a hundred percent then what
2: what do you do right
1: yeah like if everything were good then
2: yeah the question is what do we do now well that that's like digging into like the 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 cookie jar because you really don't and, and picture it like it's a different cookie jar with like 50 different types of cookies. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, let's say one day it all stops like next week. It doesn't have to be a specific day, but it just all stops. Humanity is at peace. There's no more wars, no more conflicts. Everyone is helping each other out. Everyone's building homes for people who don't have homes. We're getting clean water. Everything's the question you're going to ask yourself is, man, what do I do? I've, I've thought about and also dreaded this day because I don't know what I would do. I see it as I was raised and born at a time where humanity only knew conflict, starvation, deprivation, and that's all I'm going to know to the day I die. And if I was to wake up tomorrow without what I was born, you know, born into, that's like, Oh man, what am I going to do? Like I don't, what's my purpose now? All I've known is chaos, war, and conflict. I don't know anything about peace. I mean, how am I going to help you, or how's he going to help me? You know, I mean, it it gets very uh, confusing.
1: It Uh, does. It's it's kind of like, I mean, I did I did comedy for a long time. You know, I did stand up for like ten years, and I went to the groundlings. And And
2: by the way, props! I give you props for doing that. That's awesome. That is high praise
1: thank you so much i appreciate that and and when i went it it was emotional it was uh, well for one i ran out of money quickly cuz it was in los angeles and like yeah. the class itself is not super expensive but living there is
2: well no i've heard
1: yeah I've- but then being being there was kind of like being in the belly of the beast and and i learned kind of if you want to go to into that route like of being on a well-known show like Saturday Night Live, mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of CD folks. And then you have to decide, what am I going to do to get there?
2: Yeah. That, and, that's always the question.
1: And I wasn't really wanting to to be a part of something that felt wrong to me. And and maybe it was just that route. Oh. Maybe it was just the people that were maybe there is a way for me to get on there, you know, on on my talent and everything's chill, everything's legit and I'm just on there, you know.
2: What do you mean? That's that sounds like there's more steps.
1: Yeah, like I it just felt weird. I don't know. There was something off about it and I felt like like I a gut know, feeling. I, I I just felt like I didn't want to be a part of Los Angeles. Does yeah. that make sense?
2: No, it does. I mean, it's called. Uh, there's a word for it. Uh, well, I've only known about it recently. Like, um, this is the only good example that I know. Let's say, for example, someone's been religious their whole lives, right? Mm-hmm. And they go to the motherland, which is you know over there, Israel, you know where Mecca is at, basically. Yeah. And they've they're becoming so overwhelmed that they start to become delirious and you know speaking in their uh, what they call tongues, right? Where they start, you know, I don't want to say gibberish but they start, you know uh you know going all religious you know folk on you know fanatical not not i don't want to say i'm crazy because oh man it's hard to say something without sounding crazy you know what i mean yeah or making someone sound crazy
1: no i i don't think that and and whatever the audience like however they choose to take that that's on them you know what i mean like you're just trying explain explain.
2: something
1: yeah you're making an analogy
2: what i was getting to is that when people get there they become like overwhelmed with i guess the energy or the feel the fact that they're you know where religion began but that's the only example that I, i can see right now but i know what you mean though like when you get there you're overwhelmed the energy is it's like coming down on you it's crashing on you and you're like what do i do what do i do you know what i mean
1: yeah i mean there was a point where i collapsed in class like um and i had gone through a tough breakup and then i went to groundlings Mm -hmm. and i was just mopey all the time because i didn't have money and you know poor me i have all these problems yada yada and so the instructor tells me you know, I see you bringing a lot of anger, a lot of sadness into your improv. He's like, I want to see you do something happy, and so I did. And I don't remember it at all because I felt like I had to dissociate to get there, and and I end up collapsing at the end of it. And then everyone was like, "Wow, that's SNL material!"
2: Wow, seriously?
1: Yeah. And then I was like. I don't even know what I did. Like, and I don't know how I got there.
2: Well, you you actually physically collapsed and they saw it as a performance.
1: I performed and then I collapsed.
2: Okay. So it was at the end of the skit.
1: It was at the end. Yeah. And because they knew how hard it was for me, because before I even started the performance, I went to the back of the classroom and I faced the wall and 'Cause he said I wanna see Happy and I was like, Oh man, like, okay, I'll try and so I went to the back wall and I just touched the wall with my hand. My forehead was mm-hmm. in the wall and I was breathing in and out real deep <sighs> and then I turned around and I did something.
2: Did you have no recollection of what it was.
1: No recollection. And and by the end of it, you know, they're like, Wow and we went to there was like a bar next to the groundlings and <clears throat> and we were having a beer or whatever and And this one guy, he was like, dude, if you want SNL, what you just did today, that's, that's SNL material. But I feel like for me, it would take a lot more to get there than say someone who had money. Yeah. And not in a way like you have to pay your way to get there, but like you have to pay people off or whatever, Mm -hmm. but in the way where you have to survive
2: survival of the fittest yeah
1: like you need food you need water you need a place to live and if you don't have those things then you're in the seedy underbelly of the city and you could still get to where you want to go but it's going to be tough and i didn't see myself being able to get to a point where i could have that money
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i mean their taxes are high i mean the living uh I knew somebody who tried moving over there and moved back within months. The cost of living is insane. Rent? Right. Forget about it.
1: And especially, I mean, I was over there when that huge drought was happening. I oh. saw a case of water bottles for $45, a 12-pack.
2: 45 bucks?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not even lying, dude. This was at a gas station. A 12-pack of water.
2: Forget that.
1: Yeah. And it was it was tough I was and since I was in the CD underbelly because I didn't have money um, there was a lot of people with issues that I met um I was there was somebody who was stalking me and threatening to kill me and my family and yeah they somehow knew about my son that I gave up for adoption and it just it it got really fucking hard and I was there by myself and and I'm a survivor and I knew if you're gonna survive you gotta go. You gotta leave.
2: Mm-hmm. It's that fight or flight kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I myself have been meaning to go out there sometime. I I want to, but I listen to everyone's story and I gather that information and I, and I process and I analytically try to find a way, like, well, I could or I couldn't make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And believe and I, me, I, I,
1: I don't want to discourage anyone. I I I want people to follow their dreams if they have a dream that and through that journey, the path leads to a major city or, you know, I mean, obviously most times it does then, I mean, go for it. You know, like I live in Houston now and it's the fourth largest city in the United States. And it's not difficult right now because I have a home, I have healthcare, I have food, I have, you know, the things That's that I good. need, I'm blessed to have those things. So I don't see, I mean, well, I still kind of see like the ugly parts of Houston, but I don't mm-hmm. have to be in them.
2: Right. So it's like a choice.
1: Well, It's a choice that sometimes you don't have an option in making, I guess.
2: I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I heard that wrong. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Like if you don't have money, then... Mm-hmm. But that's a that's a whole nother political thing. But yes, um,
2: Isn't that kind of sad though?
1: Yeah like
2: everything revolves around politics.
1: It really does. And
2: like I wanna go back to your forty five dollar uh, moment where the twelve pack of waters was forty five bucks. Yeah. And let's also tie that into the what do we do now kind of humanities at peace thing. That water would have been free completely. Nobody would have to worry about it. No guy at the top would be like, I'm not getting paid for this money. I'm not getting paid for this water. Like It's it's the way we collectively agree to like, yeah, we can put a price tag on that. Even though it should be free and it's water, there's plenty of it. We're surrounded by it. It should be free, but you know what? We'll put a price tag on it.
1: If they don't want to go um full on kill capitalism like at least make food and water available to everyone for free like things that are yeah. necessary to survive like the
2: necessities exactly
1: low rent free food free water and if you want a big tv then pay for a big tv you know what i mean but at least yeah. you know that your stomach is is full and you're going to and make, you're not
2: going to starve at night right and, and you know, there's the irony to the vote you just said. We throw away millions of pounds of food a day that is uneaten. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I remember watching a Ted talks a while back where this guy was talking about how humanity has no choice but to eat genetically modified food or no choice but to eat, uh, lab grown steaks or whatever.
1: Bullshit.
2: Bullshit. It's because we throw things away. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. Imagine, let's say I work at a restaurant and I'm not going to say uh, over the, you know, this podcast where I, where I work. But if we were to charitably give away the food that we no longer uh, need, people would be not, you know, happy for it. Right. They would be more than happy for it. Yeah. And unfortunately, we live in a country where if you give away food, you got to be crazy. What's the point? What's the catch? You know what I mean? And it's just, it's sad the way that we live.
1: There's so many grocery stores that have food rot and they'll, they'll let it rot and they'll throw it away because nobody bought it Mm -hmm. instead of handing it to like, there's an overpass by my apartment and there's like five tents set up out there of homeless people. Like why can't you guys just whatever's going to turn in the next couple of days, like, send it over to, to some sort of organization that can pass it out. Or, you know what I mean? They fucking yeah. legit throw it in the trash.
2: And that's a waste.
1: Oh, it makes me sick. All that's of this because of crop circles.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they they cause this chaos. They're sending <laughs> messages we cannot decode.
1: Whether they're aliens or... I, I just, I don't buy that someone can go out and do that shit overnight
2: i agree i totally like agree
1: acres and acres of fucking
2: and then there's that whole belief that there was you know groups or organizations that did that you know yeah like they went out there with like planks of wood and they all had to, you know a certain length of string or rope and they would just you know tie it to their knees or something or you know do something like that and they would just you know go along a set path yeah you know? I, I refuse to believe that. I mean, that's cool. Great use of human ingenuity, but what a waste. That's hours of your life. You could have used something <laughs> else, you know, done something else.
1: <laughs> like <that's, laughs> if humans are doing this shit, it's like the most useless, stupid prank ever.
2: <laughs> that's a waste of human hours. You know, yeah. you could have done something else.
1: Like go fucking clean up the ocean.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. Well, this is where I live, leave you, Mr. Meggles. Oh, man. All right, dude. Well, thanks for, for stopping by. Thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
0: A big thanks to our special guest, Joseph Soto. Uh, next week's episode is on SpaceX with special guest Tom DeRosa. Uh, collection three. Drum roll, please, of nerd is the future. I want to thank t o for the theme song, Pillow Snake for the musical interludes. Our sponsor, Elevated Wellness. Go visit their location on Bel Air or their new location on Westheimer in the Montrose area. And we'll see you next week.
1: I used to work at Scream Factor and, and I would scream like all night and then go home, wake up in the afternoon with like blood on my pillow. Oh man. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. I got really into it.
2: I used to have been a grindcore band, and that was uh, that was something.
3: <laughs> Shut up. For real?
2: Well, I mean, we didn't go anywhere. We were just like a garage jam band. But even oh, then,
3: okay.
2: you could feel it. At the end of the day, you're just,
3: oh, what, oh, what do you mean? <laughs>
2: and, you know, it's just, it It would get to you.
1: Yeah. and It's like... Um...
2: Everybody had their own little cure, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, you gotta have lemon, honey, and hot water. Not too hot, but just warm. And, like, that works for some people, not everyone.
3: Yeah.
1: It's true. It reminds me of that episode of SpongeBob where he's like, I
3: need water.
1: Ah. (laughs) He's all drying up and shit.